from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louis B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Friday, March the 11th, 2022. That's 92 days until the Thai Cats open their season in Saskatchewan and 99 days until their home opener. The big voice guy is right. My name is Louis B. This is Thai Cats Today on the Thai Cats Audio Network. And we got a big show coming up today as we celebrate International Women's Day. That was back on Tuesday. So lots of great female guests today, uh, including the newly named Director of Football Administration and Operations, Tamara Hinnich. Uh, later, our friend Amanda Ruler. She's an assistant coach at McMaster with the Marauders. She'll be by. And if you were checking out our social media this week, you might have seen a video uh, featuring some amazing women who either work here at the Ticats or have worked at the Ticats. One of them was Kirsten Gross. Uh, she used to be with the Ticats, and now she's manager of football administration for the NFL's Atlanta Falcons. And I caught up with her a while ago, but I'm going to play a little bit of our conversation for you here on today's show as we celebrate International Women's Day and uh, International Women's Month all this month. Uh, let's get to the news and notes, though, from the past week in Hamilton Tiger Cats land. And let's start with the aforementioned Tamara Hinnich as the Tiger Cats finalize their 2022 football staff. And uh, Tamara Hinnich, as mentioned, hired as the Director of Football Administration and Operations. She's actually rejoining the organization for a second time after she previously served as a Football Operations and Administrations Coordinator back in 2011 to 2013. Uh, she's got vast amount of experience, uh, including with the University of North Carolina, Charlotte, Football Canada, and most recently with the Toronto Pam Am Sports Center. Uh, Ticats also announced they hired Casey Crehan as special teams and offensive assistant. He's rejoining the organization for his second stint with the Ticats as well. He previously served as the defensive coordinator under head coach George Cortez in 2012 and brings over two decades of coaching experience to the staff, including 10 years in the NCAA and N. AIA and finally Chuck Winters has been hired as a strength and conditioning coach. He returns to the organization for a second time as well. Previously served as a defensive and special teams assistant in 2016 under head coach Kent Austin. So that happened on uh, Monday, Tuesday, excuse me, those news, that news came out. And then on Wednesday, the team announced that they signed American linebacker Voshan Joseph, who was most recently with the NFL's Buffalo Bills after originally being selected by the Bills in the fifth round of the 2019 draft. He's a 6'1", 230-pound native of Miami, Florida, and played 37 games over three seasons at the University of Florida, where he had 161 tackles, 14 tackles for loss, Four quarterbacks, sacks, seven pass breakups, and one interception. So, yes, a quieter week around the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but uh, not a quiet week uh, around the office or around the stadium as it's all hands on deck getting set for the 2022 Tim Hortons Heritage Classic. That's happening Sunday, and in case you missed it, we did a uh, very special Thai Cats Today Heritage Classic edition. So wherever you checked out uh, this show, make sure to go check out that one on the Thai Cats audio network. All right, very pleased now to be joined by the newly named, as mentioned, the newly named Director of Football Administration and Operations. It's Tamara Hinnich. And uh, Tamara, first of all, congratulations on this new role. And and this is not your, your first rodeo with this team. Uh, you're actually coming back. 
It is. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, I'm actually from Hamilton. So, and I was with the Thai Cats previously. So it's good to be back. It's a very warm welcome back, which is amazing because I'm excited to get started. Uh, how did this role come about? You've spent the last uh, last little while at the Toronto Pan Am Sports Center. Uh, so how did this opportunity come about uh, for you? Uh, well, I know Coach Steinauer from my previous time with the Thai Cats, and um, me and my family purchased a home in Hamilton in 2020. And I reached out to him and said, Hey coach, you know, I'm back in the area. If anything comes up, you think of me, please let me know. And, you know, a year or so later, <laughs> got a call or a text from coach saying, Hey, uh, what's going on? What are you up to? And, you know, I'm actually returning um, from mat leave early. Uh, I just had my son in September. So it's an early mat leave exit for me and back into work. Well, congratulations. We can't wait to see you uh, around the stadium. And it, I, I mean, it's funny because coming from the Toronto Pan Am Sports Center, of course, you you know that legacy and, and the Tim Hortons Field legacy uh, facility for, for Pan Am games. I think it's, it's a nice little tie in for yourself. It is. Yeah, it's a great uh, it's a great transition. And being at the Pan Am Center was a great opportunity for me as well. I kind of worked my way up through there, uh, ended in an events role. So it's good to apply all that planning and organizing here and operations for everyone. Um, you know, stay on the sidelines, so to speak, and just get it done so they can get it done on the field. And uh, yeah, it's all the all the legacy stuff with the Pan Am Center and being able to be in a facility that's hosting things like uh, swimming Olympic trials and diving Olympic trials, which I did last summer uh, before they headed to Tokyo was uh, amazing and mm-hmm. a great opportunity. And then now we're back in professional football. So you mentioned your relationship with Coach O and reaching out to him and, and you know, him reaching out to you. Uh, what is it about Coach O that you're most looking forward to working with him? Not just him, but the, the whole kind of front office, the office staff here. What, what are you most looking forward to in your return to the Ticats? I think just the atmosphere and just from my initial talks with him, you just get a sense that he's just a great person. You know what I mean? And just talking with him and There was very little he had to do to sell me on the position, so to speak. Um, Just the way he talks and his passion and everything behind it. uh, It's just amazing to be able to work with him again. Congratulations on this new role, Tamara. Like I said, I can't wait to to meet you in person. I'm sure it'll be sooner rather than later. Uh, What do you want Ticats fans? Give me, you you mentioned the the fun fact about, you know, having a baby coming back from Matt Leave early, but what else should Ticats fans know about you here? Um, I also have a two and a half year old and, uh, my husband's name is Josh. We're a great little family. Um, yeah, coming from Hamilton, it's great to be back and I'm excited to get them in the stadium and come watch games. And, you know, I went and did career day today, actually at Kai's daycare and, uh, you know, he's two and a half. He doesn't know a lot about football, but he knows mommy works at the big stadium with the tiger on the field. And he's really excited to come and check it out. Well, we can't wait to see him on the sidelines. Can't wait to see you as well, Tamara. Thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you so much. And that is Tamara Hinnich, the newly named Director of Football Administration and Operations here at the Hamilton Tiger Cats. My thanks to her for joining us. And uh, not sure if you caught it or not, but if you haven't, make sure to go to ticats.ca or check out our social media channels. As Earlier this week on International Women's Day, uh, we put out a, a video featuring or highlighting uh, some of the, the 
fantastic women who work here or who used to work here, uh, featuring uh, Lindsay Boyd, who works here, Claire uh, Toffelmeyer, who's the head athletic therapist, uh, Kayla Marie Tracy, now with CP24, former Ticats host. Uh, they were all part of this awesome video, and uh, so was Kirsten Gross. And she is the manager of football administration for the NFL's Atlanta Falcons. And I encourage you to check out this the whole video up at TyCats.ca. But I did want to play this clip here because when I caught up with her when we put together this video, I just thought I'd ask her uh, for advice. And not just for me, but of course for uh, young women out there who, who may be looking to get their uh, foot in the door. Uh, for uh, you know, in the sports industry, and uh, this was her advice that, that she would give uh, when we caught up with her earlier. Yeah, I would say just because you don't see yourself being represented in what you want to do, that doesn't mean that you can't put yourself in that role. I, when I grew up, you know, I say rep representation is key, which is true. It is, it is good to see people that look like you, that are like you in these roles that you want to work in. But I also think you can create that role. You know, you can be the first if there isn't already a you out there doing it. And now is such a great time in the world for that, where people are really focused on that and really focused on ensuring people are getting the opportunities they've worked hard for and that they deserve. So don't give up, be resilient, because you will be told no a number of times. But if you really want it, you know, it's out there for you. And now's the time to go get it. So how do you feel as a woman in the NFL, as someone who is, who is putting representation to life? How do, you, how do you handle that kind of responsibility? It can be overwhelming at times. I'll be honest. Sometimes it's a little scary because we're all human and I'm not perfect by any means. But the things that are very encouraging to me and that are very humbling is sometimes people will mail me cards or mail me letters and I'll open those things up and you'll have, you would never have any idea that you've had an impact like that on somebody's life or someone will call for advice and they'll say something like, Oh, I look up to you so much. And you're like, how, you know, but the, if, if that's, if that's what helps somebody you know, aspire to want to work in this industry or a parallel industry, then, then that's awesome. And I can do, and I will do everything I can to help people because I not long ago was in the same position of needing help and not knowing where to look for it. And I'll never forget that. And that is Kirsten Gross, manager of football administrations for the NFL's Atlanta Falcons. All right. Very pleased now to be joined by Amanda Ruler. She is back on the show. Uh, we had her on during the season, but she is an assistant coach with the McMaster Marauders football team uh, just down the road here in uh, Hamilton. And uh, so much more than that, newly announced as uh, one of 18 uh, women who have been awarded uh, a youth sports coaching apprenticeship. And uh, very pleased that she's here with us now. And Amanda, just we'll, we'll start with a uh, happy International Women's Day to you. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, I am an international woman, you know, doing stuff in the football industry. So it fits in really nice. And thanks for having me on. 
Uh, lots to get into. The uh, the uh, Ontario Combine is actually going on as we speak. You just got back from the NFL Combine. Uh, before we get to that, I want to congratulate you. Recently announced as one of 18 former student-athletes to be taking part in the 2022-2023 U Sports Female Apprenticeship Program. Now, you were already part of the McMaster staff from last year with Stefan Potasic bringing you on. What does this mean to you to be recognized as, as one of these 18 women? Yeah, uh, amazing. Like I was very surprised they had asked, like, we really want you to continue and to come back because, you know, the program I was with last year was only one year term. And for them to even say, I did a great job, you know, and come in and they want me, they want me to come back. That, that really touched my heart and makes me feel like I am valuable within this industry, in this field. So I was very, very honored that they even went above and beyond to, apply, to help me apply for that grant and um, get that with Sport was great. And I just feel so lucky to, to be in this industry and be wanted and valued within U sport community. And I will come back this year for the semester. I'm actually in Hamilton for spring ball right now, um, which is great. So I get to meet some of the, the new players and get back with the coaches and get back into the groove of things. What did you take away from, from working with coach Potasic and the rest of the staff that, that, you know, you, you were obviously very knowledgeable about football. You knew what you were doing. You played the game, you had coached it elsewhere, but what did you take away last year that, that really stuck with you heading into this new season? Yeah. And like you said, when you have the knowledge, but you can always learn more. And, and I kind of absorbed everything these coaches had to offer because obviously they've, they've had way more experience than me. They've been doing it a lot longer. So I asked tons of questions and these coaches never made me feel like I couldn't ask anything or I couldn't just shadow them and watch how they approached the athletes or they approached um, constructing a practice. I learned so much more than I ever could have thought. And it was just from their experience and their value. I would, I would do something and I say, what do you think of this? So I would get their input and their feedback all the time and me just learning how to construct a practice a little bit better. And they actually let me um, do scout defense. So I was, I was running that for a bit and I never had done that before. So I learned quite a bit from them with that aspect, how to run that, how to manage that and how to do that to the best of my ability is, is, invaluable. Like I, I can go now with more confidence into the next this into this year and then maybe on to the next level. I, I think you might agree with the, the idea that we want to get to the point where this isn't news, right? Where, you know, a, a, a woman coaching a men's team is not something that's that, that, that needs a big press release. It's just something that happens. We're not there yet. Uh, but why do you think it's important for you right now in, in university for young players who are making that jump from high school to, to, to college ball to, to see right away that it's not a big deal. Amanda's just like every other coach on, on the team. And, and hopefully you'll see more coaches like Amanda beyond college or you personally uh, beyond college. Uh, and it won't be a big deal. Yeah. Even growing up, I, I asked my parents, can I get into football at a young age? And they said, you can do anything the boys can do. I was, I was set that early on. So I never thought that it was a big deal, like you said, and even me going to the NFL combine. Oh my goodness. I met uh, Catherine Rach. I met Jennifer King, coach Lowe, meeting those women in the NFL. And they don't, they never even brought up once that they're a woman coaching in the NFL or they're a woman VP of operations in the NFL. They just said, I am, I am. And that's the language that I want to bring into Canada just because I feel like we're not there quite yet. And I think athletes, when I work with them, especially at McMaster, they never saw me as, as a woman coach. They saw me as coach, coach ruler, 
because I, I did kind of ask them at the end of the season, what did you think? Because obviously I, I like to get feedback and see what's up. I really appreciated that the amount of love and respect I, I saw to these athletes. Well, I am a leader in myself and I'm trying to get these guys to be successful, but also growing them up as leaders. And that's huge for me. And once they love and respect coaches in the field, whether that be whatever gender it might be or whoever they are, that's huge for our community and huge for Canadian football. And you said good leaders on and off the field, right? Because it, it's also great to see, you know, a woman in authority figure, a coach. But I mean, that that can change uh, how how people see uh, women outside of football too. And like you said, with young players and you're, you're really, I mean, you're shaping minds, but you're also, you're also kicking their butt. And I want to talk about that because you got three of your guys who are at the Ontario combine. Like I said, as we speak, we're talking on Thursday show is uh, Friday, but we're talking justice Allen, Amario Elias and Enoch Penny Laria. Uh, let's start with justice. Cause I was lucky enough to get to see him, you know, uh, from the sidelines when I was working with cable 14, uh, he's a really talented guy someone who's who's probably going to put up some big numbers today I very I got to work with him obviously because he was a running back so personally one-on-one I got to work with him a lot and he was such a great hard-working athlete um, obviously he did tons of great things I, I I probably know more stats on him so 52 carries with 314 yards last year which was amazing um, to say the least so he was someone I really looked to, to, I, to look help lead myself, but he shaped me as a running backs coach because we communicated really well and fed off each other. I said, what do you need as an athlete? How can I best serve you the best to be, to be even considered for the CFL combine and helping those guys kind of train like near the end of the season when we were done, helping those guys train, prepare and get ready for the combine coming in was, was so huge helping with 40 and three cone and those kind of um, elements He's a hard worker. He's a good athlete. And he's someone to watch. I just want to, I mean, the, the, the specific drills that they're doing at the combine, how often are they doing that in practice? Is that something that you work with them away from regular day-to-day practice? Is that something they'd work on with a fitness instructor? Cause I mean, they're very specific events where you want to put up big numbers. Like how often are these, these, these people, these guys going out and, and training for these? I, I want to ask. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good question. So it was, it was quite interesting because I got to wear a couple different hats. Like I said, I was a football coach, a running backs coach, but I also was helping with strength and conditioning. So they would see the SNC coach on the side. Um, and you would work on these drills literally every day. For example, if you were working on a powerful start and there were so many different elements, like we had different coaches and people coming in to work with starts, people coming in to work with just those first steps of the three cone drill, um, or just even the L drill. They have to work on these elements, the little pieces every single day, even, even working on their explosive energy for a vertical jump. It is huge. And me going to just the NFL combine, like I had mentioned, it, they put a big emphasis on these events. Um, it's not the be all end all right. Tape, tape shows tape and they can see that, but this, this does help the scouts see. And I got to actually sit with a lot of scouts at the NFL combine and I was helping time 20 splits. Like for example, a lot of people said, what was the deal with the 40? Like, do we really need the 40 going into like more years? Like, do we need to keep that? And I said, yes, because the scouts heavily look at our 10 yard split, the 20 yard split and essentially the 40, but you know what? Yeah. Those splits really help the scouts find out like where your explosive energy and speed is. I just want to so to, to dumb it down for, for people like me, or I should say to dumb it down for me, uh, a good, a good split, like a good start 
would show you that would show up in the first 10 second split, right? That means you have a lot of speed or if the, so the last 10 would show you that, you know, you got that little extra burst at the end. Is that kind of how it breaks down? A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Like if I was to talk to about this with anyone, um, positional wise, for example, if you're taking an alignment, the 10 yard really matters. Hmm. So if I was timing an alignment, I probably want it two seconds and below. Right. And even even if it's getting into the 1.6, like that's a really good time. So you can see how fast they are off the line comparative to say if you were doing a receiver, I'd probably do a flying 10. So you could do even just the 20 yards and then time the last 10. I know it kind of gets a little muddy and confusing, but when you see different positions, right. Um, if you're explosive off the line, that's for a guy that's running just short, short distances, but then the receivers, you want to work on that maximal velocity, which is a little bit farther down, seeing how fast they can get up to their, um, speed at the end. So, which is, it's kind of cool to see different positions, um, and where, where their timing is at. Yeah. what did you take away? Like you mentioned a couple of things there you took away from working with scouts, but was there one thing that, that stood out to you the most about the whole experience of the NFL combine? Uh, what, like, I mean, it's, it, I've only watched it on TV. It's overwhelming to watch it on TV. I can only imagine being there in person. Oh my goodness. Uh, it, it was very fast paced. I got to talk with coaches, scouts, um, Bruce Arian. I actually talked to him about advice for new coaches And the number one thing I never thought anyone would say this is he wished that he would have communicated more with his athletes in the beginning, um, giving guys that he thought did well, like a pat on the back and just saying you did well. And then guys that he didn't think were good enough. Sometimes he would just cut them without letting them know. So he wished he communicated more and gave them more feedback along the way. So that's something I took away. never, you know, would put it's something as simple as communication up front for new coaches, which I'm like, okay, I will, I will do that. I'm creating leaders. This is what I need to do. And me just sitting with the different scouts and finding out what they're actually looking for in these athletes during the combine, right? It could be not just great numbers. Like, yes, you could run a very fast 40 and you're going to be one of the first round draft picks because of that. But it's just presence. When you walk in the building, these scouts are watching every move that you make, how you interact with people. Are you picking up maybe some garbage on the sidelines from the combine? Because we did see one of the athletes doing that. And that's showing just strength and, and character and conviction in who you are. They're watching every single element. And sometimes I, I noticed the bench press, like 80% of the guys actually opted out of doing bench press. The scouts were even saying like, there's, we don't put emphasis on the bench at all. And I wish there was like me as an SNC or strength and conditioning coach. I wish there was another test, maybe just like a jammer where we can see uh, velocity based training, see how fast they can, they can get that arm out or even a maximal uh, hex bar deadlift because, or maybe just like for speed, because that shows more correlation towards your speed on the field than anything else. Bench press is something I think we need to get rid of. Hmm. Well, if anyone would know, you would know. I mean, <laughs> as <laughs> well, someone who was conversations is, we had at the combine. <laughs> yeah. um, let's what's next for Amanda Ruler? I mean, you got this season that you're preparing for, but but you watch Tanya Walters in BC. Uh, I know you were on last time we talked. You, you had kind of made the commitment. You want to be kind of one of the first female, want to be the first female head coach in the CFL. But but a couple of steps to get there. So what's next for for Amanda Ruler? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm really excited for stuff coming up and, and there's some stuff in the works, but I am back with McMaster, which is great. So I think that's the next step, right? Because you have to get more and more experience, especially in this field. And I did gain that confidence last year working with these coaches and the athletes, but me just doing another season with them, I think that's going to even elevate me and who I am altogether. And it's being at the NFL Combine. I gained a lot of really great contacts because I have applied for tons of internships within the NFL and it's hard because they can't see your face. So if I was to give advice to new coaches, it's just get in front of the right people. And it's me being here at McMaster. It's me being at the NFL combine. So really getting your face in front of the people that make the decisions. And I think me being around these people CFL is in my wheelhouse and I'm going to be making it there before you know it. So, so we'll just keep, keep praying, keep working, keep grinding and see, uh, see if that gets me to the places I want to go. And you've given us a ton of great advice, but specifically for any uh, young women who may be watching or listening to this, what do you want to tell them? Yeah, exactly. Like I said, is, is don't, do not be afraid to get in front of the people that you want to get in front of, like make your way and make it make it known that you want to be working in this industry. Like, for example, um, I wanted to get in front of those coaches right in the NFL in, at the NFL Combine. I even found a way to get there. Like I worked for Sports Illustrated that week, uh, all last week, just to get there so I could get my hands in coaching. And I sat with scouts and showed them what I knew. I was there for media. Yes, but it was a way for me to get there. So find find what you want to do and find a way how to get there right? Because you're not going to get there just, just sitting and praying. I wish I had an opportunity. Make your own luck, make your own opportunity and it will happen for you. It's not just great advice for young women who are watching this, but for anyone watching this, make your own luck. Amanda, I always enjoy talking to you, whether it's at the great cup, hopefully it's at the combine uh, later this month, but uh, thanks for doing this. Great to see you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. That is Amanda Ruler, an assistant coach with the McMaster Marauders football team. And uh, we mentioned there the Ontario Combine that actually happened yesterday. And uh, um, it was actually one of the McMaster players. I uh, was one of four defensive lineman Enoch Penny Larea. He advanced uh, to the National Combine happening later this month. Uh, but he was second among all defensive linemen in the 40-yard dash. He was second overall in the broad jump and third overall in the vertical jump. Uh, so earning his spot in the National Combine, that's taking place in Toronto from March 25th to the 27th. And we'll have lots of coverage leading up to that uh, right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Uh, once again, my thanks to Amanda for joining me. My thanks to Tamara Hinich as well. And my thanks to you because we could not do this show without your support. So thank you. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode wherever you get your favorite podcast. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. For the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis B. Hope you have a great day.